0: Welcome to Smutty Scriptures, the podcast where three best friends gather together to explore the holy texts of fantasy romance novels. I'm Head Priest Blue Cromwell, and I'm joined by my sisters in sin, Cuttlefish and Purple Space Cat, to tell you all about our thoughts on this episode's sacred text. We are actually finishing up the tandem read today, so that means we have read uh, Empire of Storms from chapter 54 all the way to the end, and then Tower of Dawn from 43 to the end. So this marks the end of our massive tandem read. I will not miss reading one chapter in a book, having to put it down, <laughs> and then picking up the other book to read another chapter, <laughs> and yeah. vice versa. I totally. do think it's interesting yeah. to read them together, but I will not be missing having to carry around these two huge ass books with me.
1: No, we were I... supposed to carry them around. <laughs> <laughs> I agree because they, they're so thick. They really thick.
0: Oh, how, how many C's?
1: Like at least three. three. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I feel better about the tandem read now that we have gone all the way through it, because I do think in the first episode we all were, maybe not all of us on the same page, but I didn't really know if I would recommend reading this in that style (laughs) of the tandem read. I think I understand it more now, but whenever I get back to this series and reread it, I will be doing them separately, but I I think I understand it and I appreciate it more now.
1: I would never read them separately i would I... however i absolutely would somehow find them in pdf form <laughs> or or on microsoft word and then yeah. cut and paste uh <laughs> the fucking order so that way i could only read one thing at a time mm-hmm. like i you can still cut them up into two books i don't and you could even keep the same fucking titles and just just cut them in half and then mesh them up like it's fine yeah like I said last time, uh, Sarah, call me. We can work this out so that way I will pay you $40 more You know, just put them in the right order. I don't, I don't mind the tandem read. I think the part that frustrates me is just that they're so big. I think if you wanted to do the tandem read, it's best to go ahead and get your physical copies. But when you're doing the reading and when you're going through it, do it on Kindle. Mm-hmm. That way you're, you know a little bit easier and the, I that i think or you could just
0: rip up the book
1: <laughs> oh i'm God. sure there's somebody
0: out there that's made like they've you know frankensteined it together i'm sure there's somebody out there selling that you know i will say i recommend the tandem read only for people who i'm going to talk shit about this in a second But only for people who are like, I can't read a whole book, like, before they get to Tower of Dawn, they're like, I can't read a whole book about Kale, I can't read a whole book about this. Because it just reminds me of the same people, the fandom, that they won't read A Court of Silver Flames, because they're like, I'm not reading a book about Nesta, Nesta's fucking, I hate Nesta, blah, blah. If you hate Nesta, please read A Court of Silver Flames. If you hate Kale, please read Tower of Dawn. Like, that is what Sarah is known for, (laughs) is taking these characters from... One position to the other and growth and the healing in that. And I just love that she's so capable of showing that kind of story. So if you are that person, if you can hear all that and be like, listen, I still can't do the Kale thing because he was mean in his mind a couple times, even though he always did the right thing. That's fine. You can have that thought. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) But I please at least read the book for plot purposes, because I feel like people I see so many people on TikTok that just say they skip it completely. And I'm like, there's some really serious Yeah, that is happening. That you can't. I mean, I guess you could just read after, like you can get a synopsis from somebody, but I don't know. It's just not the same.
1: Okay, so the, I see this as more behind the scene book. It's kind of how it feels to me. Like you have Empire Storms, which is the the main story. This is quest lore, but without it, the with the thing that you get a, from it, I think, that is valuable with the plot is just a lot of background. But it's mm-hmm. background that's that's helpful and is good. I don't necessarily think that they have to be read in tandem, but if you were to pick one first, I think you should pick Tower of Dawn first
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or at least maybe the last couple of chapters read them tandem. But, but I really don't even think throughout the whole path that we had a lot of spoiling opportunities. Yeah. There was maybe a couple until the end and then the end would have been kind of more important. So I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Hale was a little fucking shit before, and I'm going to be honest that he's kind of one of my favorite characters right now. Mm-hmm. Ew. yeah. Do you want to know? Okay, so, know why? Yes. Yes. Gross. Yes. It, yes. Gross. Yes, but I still hate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, but okay, listen—you're talking listen. to the person who romances <laughs> Colin <Cullen, laughs> like, yes. on purpose. Yeah, uh. hear me
0: out, though. Hear me out, and I—and I know you're gonna hate hearing this. And I will find the interview for you, Purple. There is an interview of Sarah J. Mass, and people are asking her some questions about her books. Basically, this is—I think—before they ever hinted at any, not ever hinted, but the multiverse stuff was kind of coming out <laughs> a little mm. bit more, and an audience member had asked sarah j mass like what couple like if she could take one character from one series and one from another another and mash them together who she would want to see together and you know who she picked
1: kale and Farah.
0: absolutely kale and Farrah. yeah i could see it mm-hmm.
1: he, kale she, would be so good for her
0: <laughs> she literally is like oh my god i need to read fan fiction about this blah blah, blah. like she fucking loves carol she thinks carol is an acceptable mate to Farah did I agree. <laughs> I also think so. Purple is making <laughs> the most disgusted expression I've ever seen. <laughs> that, that's coming really from the feelings. mother herself's voice, man. I'm not. <laughs> the mother? <laughs> Shay, man, she has that kind of viewpoint, which is uh, interesting. You know, she
1: is entitled to <laughs> feel any way she wants, mm-hmm. and so am I. And if she wants to be wrong, she can. <laughs>
0: okay (laughs) I mean fair enough there will be people that that agree with you 100% I just think it's I don't know I just feel like you have to give these characters a chance like if if you do like Sarah J Mass's writing because at least you could say you've read Tower of Dawn and you don't like him right if you can read all of Tower of Dawn and be like Kale's still my least favorite character or something like that that's fine I think if you go into it and you refuse to accept any new information about the character that's where it becomes more of like a thing And that's what I see a lot on social media of like, I'll never like Nesta. Nesta's fucking trash because how she treated Feyre. I'll never read her book or Kale did this and blah, blah. And I'll never forgive him. And like, no, it's not that. I just don't like him.
1: When I think of Carol, the feelings that I have, I consider him to be sort of like the frat boy who got hit with a whole bunch of life really fast and had to grow up and, like, okay, well, now he's a lawyer and he's, like, okay, well, like, I was kind of a dick a little bit, but, like, I mean, I was young and, like, eh, and, like, now he's he's not as stupid, but I still am, like, you should maybe not do those things and he's, like, yeah, but, like, uh. We could just move forward now. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) no, thank you. Okay. So you're trying to draw parallels to like that judge that they, it was like in the controversy or whatever, who was like, oh my God, like on my calendar or some, some crazy bullshit. He was like, boys will be boys. I don't see that with kale, especially whenever she goes to heal him. And you see that when it all comes down to the, to the bottom pit of kale and the whole thing that he has to address is that he fucking hates himself and he hates those decisions and he hates those wrong things that he does. And he doesn't feel like he is worthy of life, of happiness, of love. And he has to overcome his self hatred into heal on the inner side. So it's not, I have I have to completely disagree with you um, that he is not, oh, well, like I did a lot of stupid shit. He at maybe one point was just kind of like, man, shit sucks. But when he has to confront it and he does and it's hard and it's very emotional, then he has to forgive himself. So he's punished himself far longer than any of us readers could possibly have punished him. Mm-hmm. Same I mean, with
0: Ailyn from *Era of Fire* and that arc, and same with Nesta and Gordos of Silver Flames*, and
1: and Rowan. Uh-huh. Right now,
0: right now, <laughs> Rapping literally right now. Or Broan. He'll uh, yeah. figure it out.
1: If it makes you feel any better, I also don't like Bird
0: Boy. You don't like Rowan?
1: What? No. The we're talking about Tower of Dawn. Oh, Sartak.
0: Oh, I was like... Our so, yeah, I
1: thought you meant with broin too. And I was like, the <laughs> fuck did Broan do? You? <laughs> you don't like Whenever it? Whenever I was reading, I called him Sally Bird Boy. Listen. Oh, my
0: God. He reminds no, me of I'd... Cassian a lot.
1: Okay, I made that video where I, put a... I... I made a TikTok video, but I didn't post it because I thought I was the only one who felt that way. But I have had, like... Uh, it's a thing from The Office where she's holding up two things and <laughs> says... <laughs> It's one was Cassian and one was Rowan. They're the same picture.
0: Wait, were you saying that you think Rowan is like Cassian or that Sartak is like Cassian? Because I was saying Sartak.
1: Oh, I meant Rowan. My problem with Sartak was just that he felt flat to me. I never felt a connection to the character. And I think that's probably because he's he's a side character. He's not main. He doesn't have main character energy.
0: I loved his hair.
1: His hair had main character energy.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I feel like in some ways it's just maybe not a character written for us as, like, readers, really. I think a lot of... There's obviously a lot of um, things you could draw from their individual stories as far as Sarswag and Nessarin. But, like, I don't know, to speak for myself at least, as far as, like, Nessarin's draw to her relationship to her birthplace... And where she's at now and her culture and the mix between them. I think those two characters are meant to be more impactful to audiences that can relate to that. And that's not something that I can personally attribute to.
1: I loved Nessie going home and all that stuff. I was here for it. I was like, fuck yeah. And then it's all like, I'm going to get the burb. And I was like, you do that. That burb needs some loves. And you go boop it and it's going to be the best. And I was like, "Yeah, she booped the burb." Yeah. At the very end, like I was here for it. I thought yeah. his sister was a better character. Borte, Borte, mm-hmm. whatever. The bitch lady. I just, I just mean that, like, and I totally agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Is that I know that that I don't, I can't identify with a lot of that, those same struggles and stuff. But I meant, as far as the writing is concerned, I, I just wish that Sarah would have put more, or maybe we had more time. To connect to him. Yeah. I was happy that the air thing, you know, at the end that he was appointed. Because I think of the siblings, he was my favorite. But I think Mm -hmm. that we could have used like one or two chapters of really kind of getting to know him. As opposed to just there's this hot man who rides a bird. He has potential to be a very impactful, emotional character. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just I don't think it was written with those pieces. They yeah. were missing those pieces. But his sister had, you know, she had more emotion.
0: Yeah, more range that we got to see. Yeah, yeah. You I mean the... he did not?
1: He was just kind of like up pretty much the whole time, unless he was dying. And then no.
0: I feel like then, he had some good, like as far as like interesting. I won't even say good because I think he's probably objectively morally a good character. Like, there were things that, that stood out to me that did touch me in the sense of, I think, what he did for Nesseren's, like, self-esteem as far as her part in the story and how she felt oh, yeah. like a side character. And it was, like, her being seen for the first time and her being yes. not a second place option or having to feel like a temporary thing that someone was actually truly prioritizing her before he even met her the fact that he was, like, hearing stories and thinking about her and then, like, met her and, and like, that, like, story, like, I I love the that. And he gave her a name. That. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. That was, I just
1: wanted more. <laughs> like, give me more. Yeah.
0: To have a character who's so often, she's so acknowledged cute. for her strength, and she is, like, she is acknowledged in that way, and I think Aylin goes out of her way, like, she gives her that arrow. I think she is acknowledged, but she, it's, like, the first time that, before even meeting her, before her earning her, uh notoriety or her title or her you know obviously she's a very skilled warrior obviously he's hearing stories about that but before even seeing her he's already obsessed which i just think is great and how he like prayed that she would go on this journey with him and the pushing with like getting the bird and all that and even the fact that like he helped her find her parents like that's so that's the sweetest fucking gesture that's probably the nicest gift we've seen from any of the couples so far as, like, we've seen Sam give, like, the um, music sheets and stuff like that. We've seen, like, some really cool gifting moments and some really, just some really touching, like, acts of service. We've, we've seen some stuff, but that takes the fucking cake. <laughs> and this one <when laughs> has our fucking parents back, bro? Because this dude's always out, you know, he made sure to, like, use his power and connections, like, to help her. And he never, yeah. ever, like, used that to his advantage. Like, he was such a normal and well-adjusted person instead of being the least traumatized of us all (laughs) yeah so i think maybe in some ways he he's i'm not gonna sit here and say he's like my favorite and like oh my god he's the most interesting no but i think that diving into the text he he's probably one of the best options (laughs) He's he's, he's, he's so kind. one of the, the least traumatized, most stable. Yeah, like <laughs> I love Lorkin because he's mentally ill. <laughs> <Sartak> <laughs> is like a nice normal. Therapy. It's what I'm saying. So sartek's like nice and well adjusted and like really like down to earth. And that's like what Nessorin needs. I need a little crazy, and that's on yeah. me. That's not on Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's on my crazy ass needing to relate. <laughs> like. <laughs> first of all but i do i i agree in some ways but i i'm i'm really happy with that couple i wouldn't say they're my favorite couple of this section though totally but
1: i think the burbs are really great
0: <laughs> are they your favorite couple
1: the they're my favorite couple
0: okay i w- i mean of this section i really love uh rowan and alan i That's love like, rowan i fell in love with them a little bit more this time
1: rowan i want rowan yeah my no. rowan Dude, now I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out which one is my favorite, and I, I think I'm really gonna have to. And I feel like such a loser saying <laughs> this, but I really have to say that it's Kale and,
0: uh, I Irene. Irene. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I really do.
1: It's unfortunately, good. it's
0: healing. <laughs> it's got a little sexual tension.
1: It it's really what did it for me was the end, mm-hmm. when she, you know gave the thing and it bound them together which okay cool whatever we just created the fate bond or whatever the mate bond yeah but i think it was that his being able to walk is linked directly to her power and that they're going like it it's it's a really well written physical manifestation of how much they need each other mm-hmm. and i thought that was really interesting but when both of them when Kale's like, look, I, it's totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. I'm not any less of a man because of the chair. And, like, you taught me yeah, all this stuff right. about myself. And just total acceptance of their situation. Not looking at it. Because I feel sometimes, like, when when characters get, in books and movies, a backhanded gift, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, from a god or something like that, that... Uh, they look at it like it's a curse and then that they have to move to where it's a, A it's a gift.
0: gift, Yeah.
1: Right. And I love the fact that we had done that the opposite. So they got the gift after they already knew that it was a gift, Mm -hmm. which was a a switch from the order that is. And I think it really made me go, Oh my God to the (laughs) two of them more
0: yeah,
1: because I really just, feel like they were meant for each other and they truly are there for each other and it's not the greater than life ice brown and and alyn all the time and it seems more feasible it, it seems more like real uh-huh. realistic tangible relatable
0: yeah did either so. of
1: you guys draw a parallel between Reese and Farah
0: and Kalen, Irene
1: yeah Because of the whole you die, I die?
0: Mm, Yes and no. I guess I didn't initially connect it because theirs is like a voluntary, like, we just agreed to do this one day and Kale would not, like, it was, one of you is going to die or this is the setup, I guess. So I didn't really think of it in the same emotional regard. I thought of it more as like a, a metaphor for the Kale, I am the protector, I do everything, I am this, this is what, like being me means to me and him completely willing to be separated from that and accept that newfound strength and to allow partner to be a true equal to him but i didn't think of it in the sense i i'd already thought recent pharaoh were like that i guess i'm actually mad at recent pharaoh for having that bond i hate that <laughs> it's so stupid to me
1: i love the part at the end though where visa had said that it's not so much about you worrying about when you're going to die, but now you have to go out and worry about whether or not your death is going to hurt the one you love.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> for them, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of living for them. I would say, couple-wise, though, I, I really liked... Well, I i have kind of a split answer, I guess. I know we're kind of jumping ahead here with this, but I liked Rowan and Aelin, obviously. Rowan... Really, with nothing, no power to his name except to go and ask questions and beg, basically, to very much turn the tides of war for a second there, to go on to and speak with his family and win them over with his heart, which is why Aelin loves him. I think that was a really beautiful moment. Side note, <laughs> because two car- or two couples got married this side of the books. Can we talk about how, so Rowan and Aelin are married. Love. I love the scene of him being. Where is my wife? Love yeah, that. And I love that too. Irene, Irene and Kale married? So that means that Dorian didn't get to see either of his best friends' weddings. And oh, I have thought about man. that. I have thought there about was that no- since I closed this fucking book, dude. I was sitting there like Dorian. Those are his two best friends in the world, dude. And they both got married without him. Like, Dorian's on the ship with Ailen, bro. They're there <laughs> together. Like, I get it. Kale and Irene are on the other side of the world right now. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure like, it would have been nice to like, wait. Like You guys already have a fate bond. You can get buy rings later. <laughs> like, <laughs> let people see you. But that's fine. But Dorian's there with them. And they're like, yeah, the only people that saw were Adian and Lysandra. And I was like, Dorian's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Invite him, bro. What do you mean? Like that's your it's your best friend. But whatever. <laughs> I was so <laughs> upset about that. And this is actually the controversial take that I was going to say. I'm going to say something and I'm only going to say it once. Oh and boy. I'm not going to say I okay, I'm going to oh, start no. with saying I I don't dislike Rowan. I don't. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's a good person. I think I like him and Alan together. I like what they bring out in each other. I'm glad that we finally have confirmation they're mates. I like all of it. But a little tiny piece of me will have always rooted for Dorian from the start. (laughs) Because I loved their banter and their notes back and forth and their books and then trading those back and forth and the fact he says Kale like... You can't pick and choose of parts of her to love. Like, he's the first person to fully accept her for who she is. And I'm just like, oh no. Like, I'll always fucking root for them. And <laughs> I, like, I like Manon. Obviously, Dorian and Manon are like an interesting pair. And I'm very happy to get to know them as a couple too. But part of me will always be like, damn, what if? So that's my hot take of this episode is that I I'll always that. be a little bit sad. Just the banter. I was rereading the notes that they like, like, sent back, to back and forth to each other. And I was like, huh. And the fact that like, even like stupid little stuff, like I know we made a joke out of it because it was about feet. Okay. But the strange, the <laughs> intimate line. <laughs> She uses that, the only other time Sarah uses that in the text is to describe a moment between Selena and Sam. And she describes it as strangely intimate. And then she describes one moment with Dorian and her as strangely intimate. And like, just little things like that, that I'm like, God fucking damn it. (laughs) Sarah, (laughs) should I just put her and Kale together from the beginning? No love triangle, because I, his pain at letting Selena go at the time? Fuck, dude, I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: I don't hate that. I feel that... That Dorian and Selena Gomez would have been really great together if the world hadn't intervened. And if she had never, like, fully come came into her power. If you kind of, like, nerfed her some with the power stuffs, Obviously not, like, lighting everything on fire. Right. So, like, you nerfed her with that. And you, like, took some of that trauma away. <laughs> so she wasn't as dark
0: (laughs) see i I feel like they would have been really great friends
1: i feel like their friendship would (laughs) have blossomed really nicely into like a mid burn romance that would have been all right but it wouldn't be but it wouldn't be super deep and i feel like having put her the character through hell multiple times. I feel like y- you and then you're 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 basically exaggerating mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything about her. You have to have a bigger bigger than life person with just the same amount of her- horrific shit in order to have them even briefly relate to each other. And I think after Dorian was tortured and then essentially and then, you know, yeah. let free, I feel like he he swung too far the opposite direction, so like he was he was way over here with like the yay, but like life's not that hard. I'm a prince, and mm-hmm. then then he was like, "Oh well, we need you more over here," and then he's like, he said, "Over full here."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. I wish I was <laughs> dead. <laughs> and we're all like, no,
1: like "No, no, no, no." <laughs> he went straight from like golden retriever yeah. all the way to like hella goth boy, <laughs> like a swing, and we're yeah. like, "Whoa, that's a lot." You know who would really like your good Charlotte and uh, Limp Bizkit music, um, Manon. Oh my god! <laughs> why don't you Why don't you go hang out over there? Because she she lives in that camp too, um, sort of. So like, you want? Yeah you you guys just same taste of music, just mm-hmm. and the and all the black. Mm-hmm. Yep, just so much of the color.
0: Okay, what? but hear me out. I get that they match, but the idea of, like, Dorian in that darkness next to Aelin's light? Come on, dude! So good!
1: But it would... No, if you have darkness next to light, the light just kills the darkness.
0: It's balanced. Cause it chases away probably...
1: all of the shadow. That's the whole point of light. I think they were personality wise very compatible when they were like young kids in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of the difference that we see too is after they're put through hell, it's almost like now we're talking about adults Mm -hmm. and I, I don't think situationally they've been great together. um, Given the life that both of them had led um, as children, I, I don't think that, Socially, it would have been a great idea. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they would have lasted very long had they stayed together. As adults, though, I think they're too far apart. And I think too much has happened that neither one of them are the kid versions of themselves. So I think that banter, no matter what, I think it's gone and I, I think that's sad. I think their banter and stuff was really cute and it was entertaining. And But we're talking now about two completely different people. And the relationship, if we were to put them together now, I just don't, I don't think that they would be good together because I don't think that they would have love. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have respect, maybe even reverence, but I don't think that they have love.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do I, you really think okay? Because I I feel like this with Manon. I love Manon, and I like their sexual tension. Do you guys see them as a couple that will like, like? Do you see the potential of like love? I don't. I'm not saying it has to be mates or anything like that. Because I don't know. If Sarah says the rare, and then everyone gets one, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But I almost like, I get a lot of like lust in their first interaction of like, you know. I, I mean, there's always something to be said about the fact that Manon was so hot that Dorian snapped out of demon possessor- possessions <laughs> if fucking talk to her. I love that. But a lot of their relationship to me is, like, a lot of lust and a lot of that. And I just don't. Now, obviously, we have a whole other book, so I'm not sure yeah. if Sarah will elaborate on this. But, like, I ha- find it hard to imagine the two, like, in love.
1: I agree. I think that's going to be one of the things. And I think Manon's going to change. I think he's going to lighten Manon a little bit. And I think he's going to probably warm up a little bit, too. But I think Manon's going to be the one who changes the most in their relationship. Now, them together politically would be interesting because, I, you know, you've got two ends of this big continent, essentially, if they take back the wastes. And I don't know. I, I would be very interested in how when all of this is said and done, because we're assuming that it's going to have a happy ending, that I would be very interested in seeing how all of these different countries and areas are going to interact with their royalty now. The only one who's, well, there's two really that we messed with too much. You have, what is it, Melisande that mm. and was Fen-Haro. just overtaken. Well, isn't Harrow in?
0: Yeah, it's like a little town. yeah no
1: it's a- <laughs> like a little area inside the other one please hold as we consult the maps in in our secret text no oh, well. so eel way no it's a it's a cut um yeah she's right. from bellhaven in Harrow. so we haven't really talked so much about we have not met melisande at all but we know that we just you know they took them over and stuff. We, we were meeting adjacent.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because
1: they had like a weird little like, hey, let's throw a party, but not really. And we had Nehemia. But other than that, we haven't really met with any. Maybe that's Kingdom of Ash. I, I don't know. And then Hair So it's really just these southern three countries and everything else we've kind of been there. And I would just be really interested in seeing how, you know, Ardalan and... Harrison and the waste and Brodercliffe and how all of this is politically gonna settle. Yeah. Um, because we have so many rulers, you know, hanging out. You've yeah. got which by the way, can we just talk for just a second about the great real with debt from the assassin arrow thing? I forget what her name was. What was her name? Uh
0: Ansel?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ansel coming back with the mm-hmm. fucking army and shit. I mean, I knew we were we were going there, but I didn't know all the things.
0: Yeah, I actually picked Ansel for one of like my favorite characters of this section because I really I loved that she was aware that Selena shot at 21 minutes instead of 20 minutes. And I love that that reveal. I don't know, I guess every time (laughs) every time Sarah does it, I'm like, yes, I love when a character is revealed that they have tried they went to Indovia to try to get Selena out. I think that's awesome.
1: I loved that so yeah. much.
0: Ansel was like, I was on my way and you got out and I had to turn back around. And I was like, oh my God, I love Ansel for that. But just her loyalty with that life debt and her awareness and her gratefulness with that. And then, yeah, I I, I love it. She's like, yeah, no, I was fucking, I was halfway there. And I was like, okay, Ansel, that's fine. <laughs> you might as well. that
1: she was also shocked about it. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't know.
0: Because it's not very often our girl gets shocked now.
1: Yeah. Um, i would love to know where all of this fucking critical thinking came from
0: <laughs> wait, wait 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 i have a perfect quote for this oh my god isn't um, the dorian one of other people can solve things too <laughs> i was i, I fucking that. me too <laughs> and i was like oh i miss their banter <laughs> I that.
1: oh that made me giggle so yeah. hard <laughs> i really was it like
0: solved the damn thing <laughs> i feel like that's like sarah finding like she i almost imagine her writing that part of the book getting there and she's like how does Ailen figure this out and then they're like oh, maybe Aylin doesn't figure it out and then they have to figure out a way and then they're t- talking to themselves and they're like what well, how is Ailen gonna accept that that's not gonna go well like she's almost like reasoning with her own characters in a way of like oh well and uh, she's not gonna accept that unless it comes from certain people it can't be rowan he's doing this I have an idea. <laughs> like, it's almost like she would never overwrite her character to act in the way that she wanted her to. Sarah finds a way to make the plot agreeable to Helen's personality. and I just thought that was very fun and interesting.
1: Now, since you brought up the mirror, mm-hmm. I have a hot take.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I think my least favorite character, including Maeve.
0: Wow, okay. Is it still Nahimi and Nenea uh,
1: oh, No. Bro. <laughs> my least favorite character is Aylin. I'm angry at Aylin. Why? Aylin in my opinion, is making some really shitty decisions. I understand the reasoning that she's providing, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's good enough. I don't think... I feel like we're past... We should be past the point where we don't trust our team and we want to do it all ourselves. We should be, we should be beyond that. And I feel like we've grown, but we're still making the same stupid childish decisions. You have collected all of these wonderful, amazing people that you specifically wanted. And these people are not stupid. They're not without their own specializations, Mm -hmm. And you don't trust them enough to work with them. You want to do everything on your own. And then she's the chosen one who's Mm going to die and leave all of them stranded. And then they have this weird backup plan, Mm -hmm. which makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And not to say anything. Don't even tell Rowan that that's no longer her. If my husband had said something similar to that and was like, hey, I'm dead. But like you can fuck my friend who looks like me like oh my god yeah <laughs> I I hate it I hate it all and she knew yeah. it and she didn't say anything and she let them get married and she was accepting of unprotected sex and I feel like that's horrible because if that was the case then she knew that there was a risk of pregnancy and that she was going to die but it's, I just yeah. don't understand. There are so many things going on right now. And Aelin is just in it for herself to sacrifice herself to save the world. But and I hate it.
0: I think that I I agree with everything you're saying, but I am kind of have a little bit of a prediction, kind of, with this arc of her being taken away. Since we're talking about this moment.
1: It's I very think,
0: Man in the Iron Mask. I don't know what that is, but it's very... <laughs> I've never heard of that.
1: I have to process that. You, you. My soul just died a little bit. Oh. I don't know what that It was is. a movie. It's That's fine. Just keep when going. The, when did the movie Experience come out? Just out of
0: I'm- when? No, though, go ahead. Tell me what year it came out.
1: I mean, in the 90s? In the 90s?
0: You know, I came out it was in the 90s. Not-
1: It was not during their lifetime, and you know that.
0: What is it, The Iron Mask?
1: Man, it's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. He was just a little baby thing back then. I don't
0: like this.
1: You literally asked
0: for it. This came out, I was like a year old. Never mind. Yeah, no, I was a year old when that movie came out. So no, I'm really sorry. I was really busy that year. So I wasn't able to watch, like, a lot of movies. You
1: know um, what? I <laughs> forgive you. Thank you very, very much for... Oh, my God. Yeah, for I was... Laying
0: that out for me. Really oh. busy being a baby. All
1: right, go ahead. Go, um- <laughs> Sorry, my yes. bad.
0: No, you're what were you saying, though? I think this could be... I think this is the final character <laughs> arc for Aelin. Obviously, we're at, like, the end of the book. So, like, yeah, fucking obviously. But I think... In terms of the self-sacrificing arc that we have going on, I will say, I don't like how it happened, but I do think, my personal opinion, I think the Lysandra becoming Aelin for political purposes, at least while her allies are Mm -hmm. gathering, and she's like the glue that holds them all together, I do think that has some merit. I don't like how (laughs) they handled the communication part of it, but I do think that Politically, it's a smart move in terms of keeping these allies around, because I, I, otherwise they would have to work all around Rowan, there would be some other complications, of trying to hedge her bets, but I think specifically with the um, being captured thing, because Aelin is always the character, right, of, if anyone gets hurt, it should be me, if anything happens, it should be me, I think this is Sam trauma. I think this is the last bit of Sam trauma that she has to go through, because I think she hasn't addressed in herself. Like, she knows, obviously, that the way Sam died affected her. I think it's still affecting her to this day. And that's why she can't stand the idea of anyone else going through like what she feels she put Sam through right? By not being the one to go do the thing or not at least be with him. And like, she has that guilt and she carries that with her. And I think we are going to see a scene like I think there are supposed to be parallels. I pointed this out the last time where I thought the grave and I was his name Karen or something. <laughs> the one that Rowan was like, dot, 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 if they ever meet, dot, dot, dot. One.
1: <laughs> I believe it's Karen.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I was like, there. I, there has to be some like parallels here. And I feel like, she will finally address some of her more deep seated trauma, imagining what Sam was going through in those moments. Yeah. And I think Rowan and her fa- uh, her friends, because they are going to rescue her. I don't think Aiden's going to die. I I do think, like I predicted before, and what Sarah J. Mass tends to like to do with her characters, they usually lose their power. They they die or something like that. But then they brought back. But then they like lose something. Like she she makes someone really powerful and then kind of yoink. Right at the end, which is fine, because, you know, otherwise certain characters would be super overpowered. I get it. So I do think that's going to happen. But I think that there will be a moment I would really like to see her have some reflections, maybe even delusions or dreams about Sam in those settings. And then I think part of the healing will be imagine, like imagining Sam, like helping <clears throat> her in that scenario or like not helping her, I guess. But in the way her of-
1: from her guilt.
0: yes. And I think that through Rowan and her friends saving her, I think she will end that streak of no one else can get hurt for me because of what she's willing to do for people. But I think she has to go through this stupid fucking arduous trial because she's fucking still Selena deep down stubborn ass motherfucker like to the jump. So I-, I hope that it turns out into a character arc and it isn't just, you know, her I, being
1: dumb. I just can't. Get over the fact that I it, I just feel so betrayed for Rowan. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's almost a a deal breaker I think for me at this point. I don't know. I I think that her character is going to have to do some pretty incredible th- this last book to win me back over mm-hmm. because it's just this was so much and I've loved the big reveals in the past but with this one it's it's just you you made all these decisions for everyone else's lives, but and you didn't even include him in it. And then you were going to go and you're just going to abandon him and Mm -hmm. just know that he was going to take it like a champ and then have this fake marriage to someone else. I get the political things, and I I do agree that it's smart politically, but I think that's the only thing that she was thinking of. She wasn't thinking of his emotions. And for him... To not even have known that they were mates, and she knew that they were mates, Mm -hmm. I think, oh, God, I just, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I think
1: up too far for me.
0: And we've seen that before, too, because you had a really big problem, rightfully so, with the fact that, like, they had discussed having a child, kinda. And she was like, listen, if I have an heir, you know, I'm gonna do anything to secure an heir for Terrison. And, like, even Aylin was like, I didn't really ask Rowan how he felt about that. Right. But even then, like,
1: she knows or has figured out that she's, like, on death's doorstep soon. So why would you even put yourself in that position? Mm -hmm. It's just so irresponsible. And maybe this is the, the, you know, 30-something-year-old woman in me. (laughs) Sure. Not the the 20-something-year-old, you know, just larger child. But... I hate it. I hate how irresponsible she's being with other people's feelings, how irresponsible she's being with other people's lives, Mm -hmm. how irresponsible she's being with lives that she would have created. And I just hate it. I I don't see her normally as irresponsible, definitely being irresponsible
0: to me. I agree. I want to see her. It's interesting because I felt like for... The prequel and like early on like i saw bits of Aylin peeking through selena and i almost feel like this is selena peeking through Aylin like where we do have a transformation of these two names for the same person but of a different character of a different era in their life of a different emotional capacity but for me i think when selena decides not to shoot ansel until minute 21 even though she told her 20 that to me is Aylin and this to me is selena like she has this separation internally. But both of them are integral pieces to who she is today.
1: He does not deserve Rowan to come get her. Sorry. But he's gonna. I <laughs> know he's going to. But he's gonna. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. If yeah. I was there, I'd be like, no, bro, don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's said, bitch. I'm wealthy." <laughs> I will say, though, another one of my favorite moments, at least, was as soon as they brought out that fucking whip on the beach, I was like, fuck, fuck, dude. Like, Rowan knows this is a huge trigger. She's obviously been affected by that. Even just the idea, like, because Rowan says at one point, like, about, like, whipping and lashing, whatever. She's very triggered by it, rightfully so. We know a lot of things that have happened to her that would cause that reaction. And for her to go into such quick thinking with Manon, as far as getting the stones uh, or the keys away from Maeve, but then the refusing to cry out, like, even though her back is fucking decimated, that yeah. was... That's Aelin to me. That's that's Aelin and that's strength and that's for a character that that has always been that specifically has always been an issue for and who has not experienced this type of lack of control or physical pain, really, in a long time. It's, it's uh, just a very, very brave way to go. You guys have like favorite moments from this section or least? I'll take least. I know we've been over some already.
1: I was not expecting but definitely loved when the Wendelin ships showed up for her. Hell yeah. I did. I did really. I really liked that. And I also liked how Sky Puppy of Braxis went and got the <laughs> ra- 13. Yes. I love the Sky Puppy. He's such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I liked those two things. I don't really like how Manon is with the group, but I guess that's Manon. I preferred sure. her... I prefer her storyline separate. I liked her character more than, But when she's with them, I, I don't feel like she changed, but I don't think they flow together as well as I would have liked.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of see them. her as Dorian and Dorian as like kind of like outsiders, I guess. Not like outcasted, like by the group, like not a yeah decision, but it's almost like
1: oil and water. But I don't feel like there's a reason for there to be oil and water. But they just. They're not melding into the group as much.
0: Yeah. And there's a way, like I feel like I feel a little bit of that with Alid. A little
1: bit. I don't understand why everybody's like, we have to save her, she's so important. And I'm like,
0: why?
1: Well <laughs> supposedly she's from Manon's bloodline. If and if Manon is the last Croaking Queen,
0: who's next Wouldn't up? that
1: wouldn't that theoretically mean that Alid is in some way, shape, or form, royalty for their bloodline.
0: And Aelin's, like, uh, has a life debt to her. And then Lorcan is definitely her mate, but it's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but he was all like, no, Maeve, no.
0: I mean, he didn't want to have to kill her. I meant he was all like, "Yeah, take me with you. I don't think he's doing, I think he's being as deceptive as everyone else on the beach at that point. I think Alid doesn't get that. And I think that they'll get back together or be in the same room eventually. And Lorcan will be like, I was doing that so I could do X, <laughs> Y, and Z to get you fucking out of there. And she'll be like, aw.
1: <laughs> she'll be like, aw. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, this is a couple that went from, like, a couple chapters earlier in Empire Storms. Who Alid rushed in to fucking save his life. And then Lorcan purposely left down her sh- his shields, knowing that he was very much about to die. But he would be saving Alid's life. Like, they're very... They're close-knit. I don't think that Lorkin has betrayed her in the way that she thinks, and I hate communication no, yeah. tropes, but we're just gonna have to live with it until <laughs> they talk again, because I don't, I don't think we have, I don't think we have enough information about what Lorkin was thinking at that point, because uh, I was also pissed at Manon, because I didn't get it at first, I was like, Manon, you fucking bitch! Get, save Aylan! <laughs> like, you are, what do you mean? And then she's like, oh my god, I had to, like, save the keys. And I was like, I guess, okay, like, fine, I forgive you. But it took me, yeah, like, I same. was pissed. I same. And Elite, I was like, yeah, you're rightfully pissed. Manon's sitting there. Lorcan obviously is magically willed into a hold person <laughs> spell, basically. So he can't do anything. And Manon's like, dumb. That's crazy over there. I'm like, Just Manon, a please. Party. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bro, please, dog, come on. So I. I should have given more trust to Manon on that scene. And I feel like I'm going to preemptively give some trust to Lorcan. If I'm wrong, I'm just going to say I'm wrong. You know, whenever we finish the series. But I I just don't think from what they have gone through. It broke my fucking heart, dude, when he said I wanted to go to, uh, what was it? Pernath for you or with you? Whatever her country or whatever it's called. City. Yeah. Like, oh my God, bitch. What the fuck? like damn dog so I I don't know I'm gonna give him some I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt for now hopefully I'm not wrong I could be (laughs) but I really fucking hope not a
1: part that annoyed the fucking shit out of me that I think is such a gigantic fucking gaping plot hole (laughs) strong feelings there was a tunnel under the fucking like the, the tower that when They were looking for a tunnel they didn't search. I guess not. Well, they went looking for tunnels. mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) They knew there was a tunnel and they're like, nah. Wait, didn't they not find it until later, though? I don't remember a part where they got there and then were like, let's turn around.
1: No, but that's the thing. It's like it. So it's supposed to be this well-known knowledge that, yeah, there's a tunnel. It was sealed a long time ago, and no one's been down there forever. Okay, fine. But if you have a creepy, murderous person kind of sniffing around, those are where you should check first. But no. They're like, where does your sewer go? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, wasn't that kind of like the same thing with the castle, though? And throwing a glass and crying at midnight and all that? Like, I mean, when, yeah. When
1: when they said that there was a tower, like that there was a <laughs> tunnel under the tower. It was an effort not to throw the damn book. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you looking for one of those?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have a really big complaint.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, in Tower of Dawn n- at the end, whenever uh, Nessie's parents get brought back and everybody or dad and and sister whatever and they're all like yay i'm like no 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 who has the dog where's the
0: dog they said where they gave them to um, who did he say he gave that to because i remember they talked about where i forgot about the dog oh the dog's with um the dog's with alisandra's daughter She's with oh. daughter. Evangeline or whatever her name was. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's not with. them. I thought they still had the puppy. They had them, and then I then they sent her and I think it was Evangeline. Evangeline, I don't know.
1: Oh, I remember them. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Never mind. Yeah, I was. So. But whenever I read that, I forgot about Evangeline having the, up, the dog. So we're like, you the fuckers. Is she not going to come back? Are we not going to talk about her anymore? The doggy. No, the daughter lady. Well, obviously oh, not I don't care about her. I want the daughter. dog. <laughs> 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 I mean, she has to get Bart back eventually because Lysandra's gonna want her in her like fucking castle or whatever. But we'll see. Where's who she at? Gets the, who gets the gold underneath? I think the, the kingdom the, and the new heir, I guess. You know? Yeah. I love that. I think my favorite part. Okay. A
1: little controversial. Don't hate me. My favorite part has to do with Carol. Mm hmm. My favorite part in reading these books thus far in all of Tower of Dawn and all of Empire of Storms, my favorite part was that whenever they were returning on the ship, Carol brought the couch with them. Aww. Wow. I thought you were going to talk about the realization <laughs> with the with, oh, with the well, note. Yeah, that was good too, but like the couch though.
0: <laughs> Listen. Because
1: because he said he wanted to to get her a home, and he was gonna base it around the couch. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I fuck with that shit."
0: He said, "This is our couch. Put <laughs> it on the boat, boys.
1: So, Load her up."
0: A bachelor
1: keeping a ratty piece of furniture.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I, like,
1: I Fuck with this shit. That that's so funny. Amazing. Just yes.
0: That's just finger looking good.
1: I don't know. I just loved it. (laughs)
0: Goofy. My least favorite is something that technically didn't even happen, which is why it's my least favorite. Like, I wish it was in the fucking book. I know I talked about Dorian missing both of these weddings. Why the fuck do I miss both of them? I have, I have read so much Star <laughs> J. Mass. She's like, oh my God, Feyre and Reese got married last night. And I'm like, bitch, when? Like, and then <laughs> she's like, oh my God, Aylan and Rowan are married. They got married yesterday. I'm like, you bitch, show me. And then she's like, also Kaylin and Irene are married. And I'm like, if you don't show me one of these fucking marriages, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. It's okay. It's- you almost saw one with tampon. Listen. I want to see a successful wedding from start to finish by Sarah J. Mass. I don't ask for much. I don't even care. Well, Include it as it a bonus be, chapter. But I it would it be gaudy, apparently. Listen, and, and you know whose wedding I'm also not going to see, but they hinted at? Nessa and Cassian. When can I see them? Show one of these to me. One. <laughs> I don't ask for much. Like, if they always get married in the dead of night, or that no one's around, they have one witness. Sarah, let me witness it. Let <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me, the one. Like, I get you want to hide it. You're like, oh, my God, these certain characters can't know about XYZ yet. And I'm like, well, the- why the fuck can't I? I've been here since the beginning. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I so desperately want to fucking see. There's so much fan art of it, which is great. But I want to see, like, Reese and Feyre. Like, I want to see their moment. I want to s- want to see the culmination of their love. Like, I understand there's got to be so much pressure for your characters, like, as far as their, like, wedding or their ceremony or something like that. I get it. But, like, dog, please. I, just one time. Just show me, uh, like, a happy, like, a wedding ceremony or something. Just once. I have read over, like, what, have we have read, like, 12 Sarah J. Maas books so far? I've not seen one wedding. And these are romance stories, mostly. I mean, they're <laughs> fantasy and romance. I've watched 12. And they live together, they buy houses together, they have babies together. I know all of that. Though I'm also (laughs) pissed about not seeing Feyre and Reese' their pregnancy, and figuring that out for the first time, but whatever. I just have a lot of, like, rage about the fact that I have yet to see any fucking characters get married.
1: (laughs) I am upsetting spaghetti because I want to see Abraxas try to talk to the, the 13 and come and rally them mm-hmm. i would love to know how a abraxas <laughs> invade you know the urgency it's... and the trouble <laughs> my, my brain just goes to that one scene in um how to trade your dragon
0: <laughs> oh my god i went to like courage the cowardly dog <laughs> and he's trying to like mime out everything that's happening
1: that's what I'm upset that I didn't get in these books. Yeah, because if anything was supposed to be in them, you're going to tell me that Abraxis went and rallied the witch people, who I'm not even sure that they have come around to the idea that that they're sentient, and and yet you're not going to tell me how this sky puppy rallied them and, and talked them into flying to to go help people that they still think are their enemy.
0: I think seeing Abraxas without Manon is cause enough to follow. I will say that, like Astrid would see that and be like, "I'm on my way." And (laughs) Abraxas, I don't even think would have to try. He would just pop up on the horizon, and she'd be like, "All right, let's go." (laughs) Like, I think it would just be so much like, you know, "Gotta go. We gotta go find her." What? No, I need. You two should never be separate. (laughs) I need
1: like flower sniffing sign language. That's what I need.
0: Okay, I'll write a letter to Sarah personally about it. Do it. But I'll be pissed if you get that scene before I get their wedding. I would get that scene before <laughs> I <know>. get <laughs> Goofies. There's is really there anything that surprised you? As far as... Uh, there was one small thing as far as the surprise thing. There's one thing I don't really understand. And then there's one thing that I was like, oh, that's... I didn't think of it that way. The whole, um, the queen who is promised, but not to the world. To the gods uh, for mm-hmm. this, like... Game, essentially. I was like, oh, that's an interesting, ooh, a little prophecy, fun. (laughs) And then the surprise about the fact that the Valg immunity ring wasn't made by Mala, it was made by the healer goddess, Silva. That was interesting. I don't know if they're gods. Yeah, I think they're just beings from other worlds. I think it's like a Superman kind of scenario.
1: Which honestly is so many questions.
0: Yeah. I I have
1: so many questions about that. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of just want Aelin to just, like, give them all the finger and okay. light them on fire and burn them. The gods. I want mm. Aelin to destroy the gods.
0: I think we can send them home. <laughs> nope. <Okay>. Destroy. <laughs> all right. I think they will go home. <laughs> no, um, <it's> destroy. Like- <laughs> honey, vengeance. We'll see.
1: The, the part with the gods is so interesting to me because... They The way that they're all described is really... Because Sarah, we haven't really had her describe gods before now. So maybe it's like yeah. a Sarah thing. Yeah, but it wasn't really the same. That was more of like absent deity. These are very much, I would almost argue, characters in the story. So yeah. every character is... so Okay, Empire of Storms, page 549, chapter 58... Lorcan, blessed by Hellas himself, Rowan had told him on that skiff ride to the dead Islands, Hellas, god of death, who had traveled here with Naeth, his consort, the hair on Dorian's arms rose. Scions, each of them touched by a different god, each of them subtly, quietly guided here. It wasn't coincidence, it couldn't be. And it's ridiculous to me, in the best of ways, that all of the people are indeed actually touched by different gods. And you've got all of these players that are here. But later on, when they have the mirror vision, because they, they number them.
0: I thought that was interesting, too, because I did catch that they referred to the, the three faced goddess in one of those scenes, too. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, wow. Okay.
1: Page 600. Chapter 65. They had no forms. They were only figments of light and shadow, wind and rain, each an individual and yet part of one majority. Nice. They were a dozen ancient immortal figures. A dozen. 12 Mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate that is. How many cons goddesses have we talked about? We have the one for Elite, which is an eighth. We have one for Lorkin, which is Hellas. We have Mala, Silba, right? Mm-hmm. Does Carol not get a god? No, Kale wasn't god
0: touched.
1: <laughs> He's not a scion. I almost He's just wonder a dude.
0: if he would be. I mean, with which one? When there's 12? I don't know.
1: You got the three faced goddess. So, Lorkin Alid, Lorkin, Alid, Manon, Aylin. Aylin had two, though, didn't she?
0: Deanna? Yeah, she was related to one, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, Deanna. Yeah. Oh, she's related to both of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the three faced goddess, Deanna,
1: Mala. Anaeth, Hellas, Silva. That's six. Well, what about Broan? I don't know. They don't say anything. Well, Broan had a weird conversation with one, didn't he? Mm. And she was all like, What did she that say? That was Mala. It was Mala. What do you guys think that she said to him? Because she he was like, Probably You said, really want me to tell you.
0: I don't, I don't and then they were
1: like, We'll talk about it later.
0: What, the scene with Rowan and Mala?
1: Well, oh, no, that's what they said to each other. That's that's what Aylan was like, what did she say? Oh. And then Rowan was like, <laughs> you really want me to tell you? And she's like, oh, yeah. Alcicot thought, no, tell me later. And he's like, okay. So on page 602, then we talk about how it's not, they're not actually gods. And we have waited this long to return home. We may wait a little longer. Watch over this place a little longer. Not gods but beings of a higher different existence for whom time was fluid and bodies were things to be shifted and molded who could exist in multiple places, spread themselves wide, like nets being thrown. They were as mighty and vast and eternal as a human was to a mayfly. They had not been born in this world, perhaps had become trapped here after wandering through a word gate And they had struck some bargain with her father, with Mala, to at last send them home. So, if they're from another place, where are they from? Are they not from the place with the Valg? And why would they give a shit about the valve if they're not? How did they get there? Which word gate did they use? We've seen one already, but that's the only one that we've seen. Yeah. Well, there's two, I thought. There's multiples, but we've only seen one of them. But then Mala is a goddess, but she became a goddess she had given up her body. So, how did that make her a goddess if they're not gods?
0: Maybe it's well, kind of like. She gave up her immortality.
1: Yeah, to be with him and then, like, used all her power stuffs to become the lock.
0: Yeah. So, she almost, she just, like, became. I think she gave up the godhood thing,
1: but she still, a but she's still influencing the world. So she's still there. It, so she, so are we to believe that anyone can give up their powers and become this like corporeal being? <laughs> I don't Does that know? mean Ailin's
0: yeah. gonna do that? Uh, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe in the sense that I think. I think Ellen's gonna have to give up her powers to the nameless is my price thing and the power that she gets from being Brandon's heir. I think she's gonna give that up, specifically. So I don't think, maybe she would have technically reached godhood if she had had kept those powers, but in my head, obviously this isn't confirmed yet, but I just fucking know Sarah. And I'm like, don't do this to me again. I was pissed about Nesta. I was pissed (laughs) about everything. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Okay. So, I don't know. So maybe if she had kept that. But I feel like it's more of like a you can reach godhood thing. Like when you and you hit level 20 in D&D and you're like not a god but you fucking are. You know? Yeah.
1: I just really want some more clear explanations as to what is it got because there's fucking 30 of them. Mm-hmm. And I then... there were 36. But there's... I, I mean, I was just... But then we've also got like the Sin Eater, is that one of them? What about temple that they went to? temple of the Sandrian. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is what that, about that the one, the one in the forest that they wrecked? Manon and uh, Aelin. Whenever they are yeah, fighting. I went to. They wrecked mm-hmm. another temple? I, I just, I'm confused. I don't understand who they fucking are. Or what they are. Why they're there. How long they've. Like, I don't understand where they're going. I don't understand anything. And I feel more confused about it now than I did
0: before. Well, Kingdom of Ash, I'm sure we'll get some things tied up. Hopefully. I feel like if I had to, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Kale, he's got something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I almost feel like I could see Kale going at the, well, I don't know. I guess I have two theories <sighs> in my mind. Because we know, I don't know. Did Anthel technically reach like a god status at some point? Who he had, he was the one that Maeve was dating, but then didn't date, and his secret loyalty was with Silva the whole time because of the relationship between Silba's bless Irene, and then Kale. Maybe there's like a tie in there. I almost, I want to see someone like affected by like the Sin Eater, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I, that whole thing was just pointless.
0: Well, they figured out the truth about that. Well, Erwan was not Gavin? Dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> gaffin was affected by
0: the sin eater yeah but i think i think i feel like that god since we spent so much time on it one of the main cast has to be like affected by him i feel like but i'm not sure yet i'm just thrown out because we have a lot of unanswered questions in the terms Wouldn't of like it
1: be god more stuff. like fenris because of all the people fenris seems to be the one cleaning up other people's messes specifically his brother because i would see more brother... kale
0: for the sin eater
1: i'd fuck a fine I I just wish I knew more about them. <laughs> I I just yeah. And then here okay. So here's my other. I have another hot take. And now that we're kind of getting onto some more world stuff, mm-hmm. we have this story about how Maeve was married to one of the three king brothers, mm-hmm. and she escaped her husband into this world and was hiding. Now, they don't come out and say it, but that's very, like, battered and bruised woman to me. Mm -hmm. I don't blame her. I don't blame her one bit. For fighting to keep herself hidden, for any of the things that she's done, totally makes sense. Completely and utterly... And I would probably say, yeah, absolutely, you do what you gotta do.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll get more information of it, because... Yeah. One thing that Sarah loves is to make you think you think about certain things about a character I... and then surprise!
1: So that yeah. would be
0: that would be interesting. I wonder how that scene will go if they do get sent back. <laughs> you know? It,
1: do you think Erewhon knows that Maeve is there and that that's who Maeve is?
0: No. I think so. I think they're gonna smooch. But no, because
1: he loves his brother. Yeah, the spider chick said that he was super loyal to his brother and loved him the most. And he's just left over from when the three brothers came over. So the other two went back to their own little space thing.
0: I don't know if, if we they're have dead. all information. I feel I'm like... what the spider said. There could be something along the lines of, okay, maybe there isn't a romantic attraction, but did, because he loved his brother so much, of course he's going to take care of his brother's wife. Or it could be a thing of they're both fleeing him. And he played a loving brother and then fucking bounced and was like, I hate that fucker. If anyone gets to stay, it's me or something. Like I think there could be more to that. Not that I'm justifying everyone's options or anything like that, but I wonder if um I wonder if they're more on the same page than we think they are now. You know? A Val mm-hmm. prince with a or a Val oh yeah, he's a Val prince, not a Val King, I guess. Or maybe he is. But she's like really the only queen or princess around besides the spirit that was cast out of Duva. So what are we gonna do? You know?
1: understand how some of them are male some of them are female but they're all royalty but they're not all related but they're all related but then the spider people are foot soldiers but they're not dudes only ladies but then they're also not anything like any of the other ones Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just doesn't make any sense like i get the ilkin are like bastardized you know they're like made. But like not the spotter people, them just be the spotters.
0: Yeah, they're just guarding the way. So like, oh well, maybe they were female so- soldiers for their female queen because uh, I mean they're they're there on Mave's orders. So maybe it's like a gendered thing in Vogue society.
1: How did the if if that word gate in the southern part of the southern con in the mountains mm-hmm. was how they got there? How in the hell? Did the other group of spiders get onto the other side of the world and there be no spiders in between? Like,
0: I think they're probably, well, I don't know. I think we could see, like, have they said definitively if there's only one, there there was only one word gate at any time? Because I doubt that everyone came through, Maeve, the spiders, Erewhon, and all mm-hmm. the gods all came through, like, one portal and didn't kind of, like, duke it out right there. So maybe there yeah. were multiple...
1: Or maybe Sarah just likes me.
0: There's three keys. There could be three gates, hypothetically. I think Sarah's just like,
1: Purple hates spiders. Mm -hmm. So we are going (laughs) to have less spiders. We'll only have two spider people populations.
0: (laughs) I will say about the spiders, Uh, I loved that. I I did already mention, like, Ansel's one of my favorite characters from this section, but I love that Lysandra had the time to learn the spider silk and, like, have that, like, Transform oh yeah! With her, oh my god, that was so cool. <laughs> I was like, hell she's, yeah!
1: She is my favorite her. character.
0: Yeah, she's like, like that. Sandra? shit costs how many souls? Well, if you can't buy it, like making it from scratch <laughs> is fine. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? like Okay. <laughs> that
1: reminds me of that uh that meme where the lady's like, if you if you don't have any candles forged in the depths of hell, the one store bought is fine.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I did love that.
1: Yeah. Lysandra is absolutely my favorite character just because she is so badass and just the lengths that she'll go to for her loyalty even mm. though I hate those lengths and they should not yeah. ever happen just the fact that she's willing to do that I think speaks so much of her friendship mm-hmm. and alliance and loyalty to, to Aelin I think that she has seriously grown so much, yeah, and, and she's like
0: a's only confidant, really. she's the one yeah. that's more on the know than anybody fucking else ever,
1: yeah, and I think she she's best being my least favorite character has got to be anybody with eight legs i just mm-hmm. just all of them, okay, they just any spider. hmm yep, Don't all, like spider. all them, yep, yeah, <laughs> they suck. Decidedly so. That's fair. Also, I don't, uh, I don't really like Lorcan. I love her. Mm, I, I her like Lorcan. I'm a little confused by him right now, but that's okay.
0: I just don't... We don't have all the facts, y'all. Please. Lorcan never... I don't...
1: Ever... I don't like Hussar. No! Fuck that bitch! Yeah, she's kind of
0: <laughs> the worst.
1: <laughs> I kind of was hoping that... <laughs> this sounds really mean. I was kind of hoping that their whole sibling rivalry must kill the siblings to get the crown thing would happen and she would die Mm.
0: (laughs) i like how it it ended up now (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she was very uh not great a lot of the (laughs) times as far as her Mm -hmm, motivations and the way she definitely treated other characters and but remember when irene fucking tossed her ass in the pool and she almost died she didn't almost die, unfortunately. Uh, hi, hi, well, but, no, Irene, because she was like, "Oh my god, that person could uh, literally just say to kill me right now." Everyone's looking real suspicious. He he he. Good thing other people started laughing. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> like damn, she's. I uh, thought you meant the Hisar almost died. I was like, "Well, no, that's I mean, she it. acted like it." <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big Hisar fan of the siblings. Yeah, Sartek is probably my favorite of those, at least. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if I have, like, a standout for the least for this section, personally. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's kind of being a little little <clears> dummy <throat> right now, locking up my homie, R.I.P. Aelin, for a, three pages. But, like, you know, because Sarah loves to do that, too. They're gone! Just surprise! <laughs> They're back! I can see that happening, too. Just kidding! Yeah, surprise! <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Sarah, stop! I'm, like, crying while reading. I'm like, please, stop, stop doing this to me! So Mave is not being super cash money right now. <laughs> cash money. Uh-huh. The kids still say that these days. No, I was using it ironically. Oh, <laughs>
1: I knew that. I was. I was. You were testing, testing me, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're welcome, Goofy. <laughs> but yeah, I think that no one, no one really, has a standout. I know you mentioned alan Cuddle. Do you have like a specific favorite?
1: Favorite has got to be Irene, probably. Yeah, Irene. She's a baddie. You know what what, what, I can't wrap my head around. That kind of creeped me out with Irene. The way that she described the womb. Oh, I hate that word. Yeah. I don't know. It felt very. And I'm also still hung up on the cats. And I love the cats. They're the best. (laughs) Kitties. I feel like there's something there with the gods and goddesses. Uh-huh. I cannot get my mind off of it. Okay. But I think it's connected to the cats. And I think it's connected to whatever that stuff was that was in the ceiling. It almost you know what it kind of reminded me of was a library in House of the Wind.
0: Interesting. Uh-huh.
1: And how when you went down there it had a feeling and the feeling was alive. And that's because there was a thing down there.
0: (laughs) Right. Fair enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what the womb felt like to me was that something was alive there. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, because she's like, it heals us or whatever. How does it heal you? I don't understand. Look at the ceiling. I don't know what's going on. The bells are ringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's just something doesn't sit right with me
0: what, Irene's uh, soaking in a moist womb of a god? I don't know. I I, I said that specifically to gross you out. That's strangely (laughs) intimate. (laughs) Oh, no, dude. I
1: just can't wrap my head around (laughs) the the womb and the way it's described and what it does and what it means when you put it in the context of what the gods are and who it's for and what it's... Yeah. I just don't, I just, I know it's, like, representative of these things, but, I don't know. I, I, does that make sense? What am trying to say?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely get it's, like, a definitely a thing to put a marker in and be like, what, what's going on here? I would say the, the cats could be something, because I don't remember the name or whatever, but I know they said there was, like, a god of, like, wild things or something. There might be one specifically oh, for, like, yeah. animals or something, but that could be, like, another... God, and that would probably be, like, probably, if, we ta- if we're we talking about the main cats being affected by gods, whoever that one is, is probably also affecting Lysandra.
1: Oh, yes, agreed.
0: For wild things. I guess it could also be, like, Gabrielle and shit like that, but uh, probably, like, more Lysandra, but I feel like there's a symbolism with her always, like, her most, like, comfort form as a cat <laughs> or a snow leopard or a form of a cat, and they're all cats in the library. I think there could be something there. I don't know, but I guess we'll see. I-
1: I can definitely get behind the idea that the uh, the cats have something to do with the gods because, you know, the entire time that they talk about the cats in the library, um, nobody ever, like at any point, ever mentions cat boxes. Well,
0: they live and in a And I desert. understand
1: they live in a desert, <laughs> but the cats live in the library. There's no sand in the library.
0: They shit out scrolls.
1: Well, she does also say um, they were talking about a library in Ardalan, and he's like, oh, yeah. Are there any bass cats there? <laughs> Whenever Kale was saying that they're lucky that they found the word key books that they did and that they must have been shielded by a god and then Irene was like, maybe. Were there any bass cats? And that right there links the cats to gods. Yeah. Not to mention the the litter boxes.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. Maybe they get outside. Maybe they use the tunnels.
1: I have a huge prediction.
0: Yes. Okay. Oh, you're sitting up in the chair for this one. Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the big ass fucking mirrors in the tower thingies that they're building. Yeah. Uh-huh. We thought that that might be a thing that aliens power might be. You want to use it shifted with Irene? through? What if it was Irene. I feel like her powers would be more like pointed. Yes.
0: Well, I wonder if it was becomes like a laser, I guess. That's pretty pointed. You imagine how I it was you a can magnifier. At once. because yeah, you just poof, spread all that. It's like a it's like a mass cure wounds, but you know crazy <laughs> range. That could be interesting. I wouldn't mind it tying into Manon's story since it like has like witch mirror energy either. But there should be something Tower of Dawn. Those are described as towers. Dawn is a time where her her name is Towers. (laughs) It's also true. (laughs) Hmm, Much to think about. What about in overall theme? Now that we finished the tandem read, we're about to go into the final book of the series. Has the theme changed for you guys? Anything you picked up specifically with these books? Anything like that?
1: I think this is this is really, you know, I know that I used to think this was more about like retribution and uh, stuff like that. But now I feel like this is just one giant chess chess match. Mm, Just a good way to put it. Yeah. On a macro
0: scale. Yeah. 100%. Definitely healing and growth. And I almost wonder if there'll be an overall theme of deciding who you're going to be, I guess, even with that outside influence. Like, I don't. I don't believe, again, I could very well be wrong. People could have finished the series and then I'm, like, saying all this and they're like, Blue, you're fucking stupid. And I'll be like, I'm sorry, I am. But, like, I just don't believe that Alan's gonna fucking be like, yeah, I'll just die. Like, I don't think she's no. not willing to die for her people or for her friends. She's going to figure out some loop-de-loop way to get out of some whatever contract, whatever she's going to do. It's going to be a whole thing, and it's going to be about her becoming who she's always meant to be and not letting the expectations of who Aelin is or who Selena is or who the gods want her to be in the role that she wants her to play. You know, same thing with Manon. Manon's story is like that. She's told she's a certain type of way. She's taught to be a certain type of way her whole life. Boom, it turns around. Lysandra, you know. She is taught that her value is purely physical, that she is a tool, that she is a purchasable product, that that is her value, you know? And then she's like, actually, I'm a snow leopard now.
1: (laughs) Now I'm (laughs) a dragon. Now I'm like a weird snake thing. Now I'm a burb. Yeah. And now I'm a fly.
0: Yeah. She can't be (laughs) contained in that way. I think there's something about every single character. (laughs) Like Kale is taught. He is the heir for his family. He has to be a certain type of way, blah, blah, blah. He gives that up and he takes on another role of where he's told he's supposed to be a certain type of way. Have a certain level of honor and loyalty to certain things and a certain level of discipline and a certain level of willingness to go to violence, for example. All of these characters, every single one. Dorian how he's taught to be and how he's forced into who his dad wants him to be by the Vogue, like all of that stuff happening. I think there's a overarching theme of finding yourself maybe away from influences. And that's why the God stuff is so heavy right now. That would be cool if it tied together like that, at least. So that's half kind of a prediction, kind of an overall theme. Obviously there's a lot of stuff of freedom and all that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think it's finding yourself, deciding who you're going to be, but also forgetting, Forgiveness. I think it's forgiving yourself.
0: Yeah, letting yourself um, be different than how you used to be, like that kind of thing.
1: Coming to terms with the fact that you are indeed fallible.
0: Ew, gross. Couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah, not me. No thanks.
1: I think y'all are both wrong. The entire book series is all about the puppies in various <laughs> forms that they are encountered and how amazing they are and right, need to be right. protected and loved above all else
0: right that's really what
1: Aiden would want to die for is for all the puppies sky puppies the the burbs for the sky puppies the the land puppies the water puppies just Mm -hmm. just all the puppies (laughs) i love this face that you're giving me right now even though i know (laughs) you are not with me you are not thinking about the puppies (laughs) at all you are seriously contemplating something else there's
0: serious business afoot
1: (laughs) Did you have something else you wanted to add? So, completely different, Andrew. So,
0: okay. Okay.
1: There's something else that's bothering me, too. Brandon is the one who had the magic, right? He was the he was the fire dude. And of the Elena, wildfire. right. Elena was his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And Aelin is his descendant. Mm-hmm. The many greats. He, Empire of Storms, 622 to 623. Brandon built Elena's tomb with his own hands. Messages in there for A. The riddles and the clues, the best he could offer to explain the truth while keeping those hidden from powers who would use them to rule to destroy. Then he made Mort, the medal for the door knocker gifted by Rhiannon broken who brushed a hand over the king's cheek before she left the tomb. Mm -hmm. So why would she need to give him the medal? Because it was magical metal. Where'd she get it from? From the last of the witch cities. Why did she touch his face? That's a pretty intimate gesture. Would you say it's strangely intimate? Oh my
0: God. (laughs)
1: Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll rein in the chaos. Um, uh, She she feels bad for the lo- him losing his daughter and is sad for him and is showing compassion. Because they are the good witchy people, not the bad witchy people. So I assume she has a heart. I
0: don't know. Maybe there's something that she took that we don't know. I mean, it could be that they're close as well, hypothetically.
1: Maybe they're well, just friendos.
0: I also think maybe you know if it's over his cheek, maybe she took a tear of his or something. So maybe she he'd had to give up the water magic that was in their bloodline and traded it off or something like that.
1: So they were they were bred into the they they mated with the fae right the witches
0: the Vogue. the okay oh but the the Korkman witches did mate with the fae yes so it just depends on um which type of witch. Which witch? Exactly.
1: And wasn't the, and the three-faced goddess is the one that... Yeah,
0: that's, um, that's probably the one that's all up in Manon's business.
1: You know, I'm kind of thinking about that.
0: Since Sarah does like the
1: thirds thing. I understand that it's, you know, the maiden, the whatever one, and then the crone. And that's the three. But also, you've got the good witch people. You've got the grumpy witch people. Yes, yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have Manon, who is... Both and neither. So that's three
0: different types of witch people. Are you saying one type of witch is represented by one of the sides of the three-faced goddess?
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. So maybe maybe the Cochran, Co- 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 whatever. The good witch people are like the maiden ones. And then like the adulty ones are like the iron teeth people you know whatever and then the crone ones are like the mixed because like that's kind of the arc of a person is you're you're innocent and then you're kind of like nah, i have a villain era now because i have a chip on my shoulder and then you get older and you're kind of like eh, it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> balance I don't know. growth hmm.
0: i guess we'll find out probably before they get sent away i would guess but lots of unanswered questions this time for sure and Rhiannon Co Croken cro-
1: helped Mala cast her very essence into Locke. See, she's like she's like friendo. Frando, Best friendo. Maybe she like like Dorian and Ailen. Best of friendo. Because they would do some cheek touching. Why is Locke still capitalized? I don't know. I hate it.
0: Because it's it capitalized. Bothers lane.
1: me. I hate it. Every single time I see it in the book, I'm like, no! <laughs> Goofies. The and things feels weird to me, and same with the third three faced goddess being involved. I, I, I don't know why, but it um, it feels like there's going to be a can a more of a connection between Manon and Aila. I don't
0: <laughs> know what it would be. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Do You guys have anyone from this section you feel you identified with? So I mm-hmm. would say I would say Maeve because. So, I
1: also am an extraterrestrial being with untold uh, godlike
0: powers. Hey, I know you're out of this world. Uh-huh.
1: But I know what it was like to be in a miserable, unhappy relationship <laughs> that you didn't want to be in and then have to hide from them. Yeah. And do like that desperation of being willing to do anything to be able to make sure that you don't fall back into where you were. Yeah. So, and that desperation can make you do some pretty crazy shit. And and to be honest, Maeve didn't lose her mind. You know, she she still. I'm not saying that Maeve, Maeve is like, of a, a lawful good kind of character. Sure, but she could have done way more damage, in between the Valg events on their planet.
0: That's that's fair. I could see that.
1: And she did essentially offer protection to the Fey that were there. Probably in a forceful manner, but they're they're there and alive, you know. And she didn't set out to continue to conquer, which she easily could have.
0: Yeah, she is just always scared because her whole thing about like demi fay, like how they weren't allowed in like certain cities and blah blah and all that, that's so because of Aelin. That's not even funny. The same the same person that was made, willing to make her fucking whole town out of rock, so Aelin could fucking burn it down. She said, don't let any fucking Demi Fae into this country. Like, damn. Okay, go off. <laughs>
1: All yeah. because of
0: fucking Aylan, dude. <laughs> damn, okay.
1: But then she tried so hard to get Broin and Aylan to meet. How did Maeve know about the lock? Is she big brain?
0: Oh, maybe she was there or present around, uh, Air One getting locked in it? Or aware was,
1: of it in some way? Was it Mab and Mala, her, like, is sort of not really sisters. Yes. She kind of forced herself to be adopted. Yeah, she <laughs>
0: said.
1: I was here the whole time. What do you <laughs> we you mean gaslight the entire <laughs> world.
0: You don't remember our childhood together? <laughs>
1: wow, like, oh, uh. this is so <laughs> you.
0: Characteristically you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think Maeve is one of the goddesses? No.
0: I think if, if we're going with the idea that all of the gods or goddesses involved in the story are just beings from other worlds then yeah by default i think it's very possible but i also think she's definitely in things for her own purposes for sure
1: and it's also weird to me that like some of them like silba i feel like is a very good one you know like she she's all about healing and she helped them set up the whole thing to be able to yeah but essentially, they're all united by the common desire to go home,
0: and you know who doesn't want to go home mave mhm it's tough mm. interesting choice though for an identifying.
1: yeah, that's not not for the maybe I'm a goddess No. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure,
1: I would love to know what you're gonna say, blue, <laughs>
0: okay, I mean, you guys know me I, every if there's a character in the section that hates himself, I pick that one. <laughs> I think whoever is the saddest (laughs) at the time, always. (laughs) And it's, yeah, I I would say there's a lot to Kale. And for the same reasons that I liked Aelin earlier and um, the characters who I I can just really identify, unfortunately, with with a lot of the characters who are like, just every single fiber of their being, they hate. Like, you cannot be worse to them than they are themselves. That's something I'll always relate to, you know, because I'm mentally ill. So (laughs) I always have a little crumb of that in me. In a jokey sense and more of a lighter tone, Uh, Mm I love Manon. Not really in this section we explored that, but like, our desires are the exact same. (laughs) And (laughs) I think that's hilarious to me, because that's how I read Manon so easily about like, no, she's dominant all the time. She wants to be submissive. There's no way. And I was right, which was was just funny. I was like, okay, mood. (laughs) That's how I know you're like that, because I'm fucking like that, Manon. Otherwise, there's really not too many people in, in this particular section that I would say. But Kale is is up there, and I think Dorian, in a way, as well, you know? In terms of, I don't know, I guess some of the, (laughs) not exactly, obviously, but some of the traumas that he brings into, like, future relationships and how he's still handling the Sorsha thing internally, I think that, you know, he's also one of those characters right now that's, we don't get a lot of POVs from him right now, because obviously there's a lot of fucking shit happening, but... I relate to my sad boy who doesn't have a home and is like, damn, all I want is a goth GF mood. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Uh, What about you?
1: I mean, I can give you my chaotic one and then probably my more serious one. Okay. Which one do you want first?
0: Whatever order you think it's best to tell me.
1: More seriously, probably Lysandra because I would like to think that for the people that I love and, and hold most dear, I would be able to turn around that level of loyalty and sacrifice, you know. Because I yeah. love you guys. <laughs> Not that I would want to sleep with you peeps. <laughs> well, now I'm offended. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Strangely intimate. Moving along. Um, But I also, okay, so like, when they were down and the pregnant lady was attacking them... Mm-hmm. Carol and uh, uh-huh. so, uh huh. So, afterwards, um, whenever they were like leaving, there was this healer lady who was all like, Look at this mess. Who's gotta fucking pick this shit up? This is so gross. Like, da-da-da-da-da. and she'd just be all snippy and snotty. Her, I <laughs> fuck with her, right. me, literally, every day to my kid she is so (laughs) unfazed by like all of the regular shit she's just like well we just this is a thing now now we have to identify with this and now we have to deal with it so like all right guys oh my god (laughs) this is kind of bullshit thanks thanks for (laughs) making me clean up the mess (laughs) how was the baby not vogue how because the vogue was just like in control of the person that had the vagina the vogue wasn't the vagina
0: yeah, I think it's two separate souls in a way. It's kind of how it seems like it's being interpreted. How does that work oh. with, the,
1: with the witches when all they did was put a stone inside of skin? Because the stone was that black shit that everybody's all like, oh my yeah, god, that created the this word gives hounds. me
0: a nosebleed. Yeah, because that created the word hounds that didn't necessarily create like witchlings when they did the stone things. And I think it's different to mate with the thing versus be possessed by the thing you're sharing a body also Um, they
1: were witches and she's human
0: that's also true so there is that
1: Um, very fair who
0: knows though maybe the baby will be born and that's like a future character in like a sergeant mass novel because they have some crazy like abilities or something because some shit happened to her something could be blood armor yeah maybe
1: from the womb (laughs) okay but like kind of making pregnant people scary to me not yeah. gonna i kind of okay. feel like i'm gonna round the corner and be like attacked by a pregnant lady
0: <laughs> okay we might need to unpack that <laughs> and it's everything just, that's happening I there had a night, okay um. i had a
1: nightmare after i read that part about a pregnant lady attacking me like on a train mm. we don't even have we don't even have trains
0: characters so, i almost want to lecture fine. purple <laughs> goofy. I'm not a character, you could just show me all you want. See, I kind of took it in the opposite way. I was like, I kind of hate reading about characters that are pregnant, just because like, when bad things happen to them, I'm like, that's gonna happen to me if I have a kid. I'd Like, it's the stupidest thing. They're like, oh my god, like, when Feyre's like, almost dying in childbirth, dude, I was literally like, I'm gonna die. Like, I was like, I can't have, like, every time I see something where it's like a, even if it's fantasy, where it's like a difficult pregnancy, or this happens, or this happens, and blah blah blah, or, because it's in so fucking much media, like, it's in Twilight, and then like, she almost dies, and then like Pharaoh's there, and like she almost dies, and like it's just like a repeated yeah. cycle that happens over and over again. And I'm like, am I gonna fucking die? I almost because- feel like it's a trope
1: <laughs> at this point.
0: Yeah, and I'm so pregnant
1: today. woman. <laughs> and then they were pregnant, and they were really strong, and they were like Herculean. And then like nothing ever bad yeah. happened. It was the easiest, yeah. fastest pregnancy
0: that Birth had took no ten mess. Minutes, quick and easy, <laughs> in and out the door, baby. Like. <laughs>
1: nobody would read that okay well like a couple (laughs) people would probably read that
0: book (laughs) listen i'm not saying there can't be struggle but like come on dude dude the way that sarah's like oh i won't give you a wedding scene but i will tell you about people (laughs) being tortured and having kids and how awful birth is and this and blah, blah blah and i'm like fuck dude Okay, I get it. Like, damn. Like, again, Sarah, like, can I have, so like, a little, terrible. yeah, can I have, like, the little happy stuff that happens in the relationship? And she's like, no, no. but I will tell you it happened. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, are you going to tell me, like, the moment the new couple, like, d- you know, sees that they're pregnant? No. But you will see them die in childbirth. And I'm like, that's not... <laughs> that's not what i ordered that is that is so,
1: so you far away childbirth. okay but like i can only fit it in at the end <laughs> yeah i'm, <laughs> like, very I'm end. like oh okay
0: great so maybe the character i most wanted to lecture the whole time was sarah <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the thing that that she's right. choosing to put in her books and yeah. then making me read i don't even want these characters to be pregnant if one of these characters that they're in there and they're fucking teenagers ends up pregnant by the end of this book i'm gonna be pissed i would be fucking pissed the same way that I was pissed, the Pharaoh's like 20, 21 or something at the end. And was like, oh my god, we need a baby. Bitch, are you fucking for real? Like, I've had enough, dude. I've had enough. The fact when they started getting to the Aelin and Rowan stuff about like, are they pregnant? Uh-huh. Aelin's throwing up. I was like, bitch, I will- if she has a, if she gets pregnant at 19, I'm gonna kill myself. Like, stop. <laughs> like, stop making me read this. I get young adult and I get... <laughs> I- there is a space for those stories, and I don't want to disparage anyone, and having kids is a very personal choice to people, and I even want to have kids one day, but why are we making, why are we insisting on making books of fantasy with characters that start off in their teen years, they get to maybe 20 years old, and then they're like, that's all life is to me, baby time, and I'm like, bro, like, you can't even, Farah has no excuse, she's a fairy, bro, you're gonna live for, like, hundreds of years, you just turned, like, actually 20 or 21 in human years. Like, most people don't even have a baby yet. Like, some people do. But, like, a lot of people are still, like, that's another 10-year gap. Like, you're you're ha- you're far ahead by human standards, man. I don't even, you're like, a, this is like a child pregnancy as far as a fairy is confer- concerned. Dude, what are you doing? Like, it's just, I can't. I'm gonna die. So,
1: maybe the real character we most wanted to lecture was the authors we read along the way.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh. I've just, I've had enough. I've had enough. Personally, I've had enough.
1: I would love Um, it very much if I never picked up a book with pregnancy in it ever again.
0: Just like give me a better warning or make the characters make me feel like they're ready to have a baby. I'm sorry. I don't feel like Feyre and Reese are going to be beautiful parents. I love that for them. But nothing in me was like, yes, Feyre, become a mom right now. Like, this is the person who, like, a year ago was like, oh, my God, my bitch of a sister, Nesta, asking for new shoes, that greedy-ass bitch. And then you find out, like, she has fucking holes in her shoes and she's, like, having trouble walking around and shit. And I'm like, Feyre, pay attention. Like, I know you've been through some shit, but you're you're gonna take care of a whole child right now? Right now, dog? Whatever. It's fine. God
1: help the child when they ask for a new pair of shoes.
0: She'd be like, "You don't need them." My the kid will be like, "I taped them up like this morning." Like, what do you mean? Like I- <laughs> she might say that it's a strangely intimate request. Listen, <laughs> I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> it is too many strangely intimates.
1: Do we have any further predictions for the, the last book?
0: I've kind of been throwing mine out all all session. Yeah,
1: today. I expect firmly to be. absolutely obliterated (laughs) Mm -hmm. my emotions are going to be ripped apart and i'm excited
0: yeah i think that aelin may or may not die for like a few pages but then she'll be okay but then aelin will not be as powerful as she is now she's gonna get capped off so to speak and uh that's really all i got so far as far as, like, like, stuff that I feel, like, very confident, there's been a couple of other that I, uh, others that I've said, but I just don't feel like... Because Sarah's baby. That's a character that's been with her since Sarah was, like, 16 years old. Like... Fair <laughs> point. She's gonna kill her for, what, three pages? Tops? Even if that. <laughs> like, that character's <laughs> been with her for, like, half her life. I don't fucking believe you that you'll kill them. I just don't. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. Sarah, I, I don't believe you. Maybe if I read these at the time and it had been... You know, a closer time range. I would have said that, but that's our fucking baby, bro. No way. No fucking way, dog.
1: The only other... I don't have a prediction so much that we haven't talked about, but a request. If the book can just change itself so all of the spotter people get the dead, that would be nice.
0: Fair enough. Thank you.
1: <laughs> this has been my TED Talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got to go. <laughs> Cuddle, do you have any predictions? Any uh, ones we haven't I think
1: we are going to... uninfest armies
0: okay Mm. oh yeah can we
1: uninfest Erewhon Er, 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 or E-man
0: I think he's gotta go
1: yeah oh I I definitely think they're yeah but I think that we're going to see them use those mirrors for uninfestations and cleansing yeah Right. What if,
0: they t- what if they use those with those like fire weapons that Kale got in the in the north or in the south?
1: Uh, grumpy. They haven't mentioned those. Like Ailin's a- 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 <laughs> all like, "Oh my god, I have all these armies converging magically. Oh, I'm super planner lady." But she planned for the weapons, and then he just doubled the order. But like, they didn't show up. Well, they have Rude. to make
0: them. Rude. It's going to take a few days. This ain't Amazon Prime. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It <laughs> takes some time to figure it out. You know what time it is. It's yeah. uh, it's my turn for me <gasps> the day.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: that that's hard.
1: <sighs> Who do I Is pick?
0: it it's Cuddle. It's always Cuddle. Aw. I just send Cuddle pictures of engagement rings all the time. And I'm like, I'd buy this for you.
1: And I looked it up on the internet and I was like, Oh, it's only like five grand.
0: Fine. I'd do it for you. I'd figure <laughs> it out. But um maybe Maybe just because I'm feeling sympathetic to him, I'll probably say Dorian. Didn't get a ton of him this session, I guess I should say. Well, somebody um, did. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Ooh, uh. <laughs> hey, yo. Because uh, I, I want Dorian to be happy, and I'm sad that he missed both of his best friend's weddings, and <laughs> maybe he could be if at his one wedding. one was just like 10 feet away. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't even get invited, like that's crazy, <laughs> so just want him to know that Someone would choose him <laughs> um, <laughs> at any point. Uh, but he's always been a baddie. And then maybe maybe I'll split mine today between... There's, there's not really a lot of spice. There's more like plot and stuff happening. It's I, more like zest. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm tied between uh, Lorcan and uh, Lysandra. Lysandra is doing her best. She is an unproblematic fave. And I like that Adian calls her his, like, last, <laughs> his last, you know, song and dance, so to speak, of, like, trying to form a relationship with somebody. And their whole relationship is great. Lysandra is just, like, the fucking ultimate female friend, baddie, shapeshifter queen. Um, and I just want to make a small asterisk for for Lorcan. Because I just, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And he's still fine. He's still fine as hell. But, you know, he's, he gets the benefit of the doubt for me. For now. I could be wrong. And I will admit when I'm wrong if it happens, but I just feel like I feel like I'm being faked out right now by Sarah, which is fine. But he's <laughs> daddy AF, so if I had to date any of them, I'd probably pick him. Sorry, be
1: honest. You could have a five thousand dollar ring, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna marry <laughs> the Faye <fey laughs> character in the Sarah J. Mass novel. Yes.
1: You know what's funny is that so many of the Tog characters and Akatar characters are. Really similar to each other, like Dorian and Lucian. You got, mm. I would say, Adian and Cassian are pretty similar, and I would say that Tamlin and Kale are pretty similar. If <laughs> Kale ended up getting a redemption arc,
0: yeah,
1: more Son and Manon,
0: yeah, I could see some,
1: or Lysandra like and, and more, Perhaps. more Lysandra and, and more. Banan would be more Amran.
0: Then... Sure. Powerful, scary, otherworldly being.
1: Who is Asriel?
0: Really, it's I feel both. like Azriel's more Dorian. Now? Well, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I don't Yo, know, Dorian I see him would more definitely Lucian. re-gift the necklace as not a great move. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I'd love to see those characters interact. Like Backstreet
1: Poison sink.
0: <laughs> no, it's Gavriel. Gabriel, who the
1: kitty? The kitty is a uh, uh, is a uh, one eye man because Lucian. he's <laughs> yeah, Lucian. Thank you, Lucian. Gabriel is Lucian because Gabriel is pining, but he's pining in a fatherly way, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to have anything to do with him. He would not I- even talk to him.
0: I thought he'd be more like Adian because they both don't know who their daddy was. I guess Lucian still don't know. I don't
1: know what well, he thinks he knows.
0: He thinks he knows. That's <laughs> fair. He doesn't know. But he will have strong right, suspicions soon, I'm sure. But that's a really big part of the
1: of the arc though, is that he is all like Elaine, and Elaine's like, nah, please leave a message after the beef. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what, what he's doing to, to Gabriel. Well, yeah. I'm very excited to get into this last one. I was thinking we would do part one and part two.
0: Cool. That sounds great. Yeah.
1: It's about five hundred and eighty six pages for part one. Oof. Yeah, it's about it's about one and a half eternities.
0: We'll see how fast we can get through it, but I'm definitely down. But before we get too off topic, I'll read off our outro here. That way we can let all of uh all of our subjects out of church for the evening. <laughs> our subjects. Oh you know. You wanna thank our you guys for listening? Exactly. <laughs> We want to thank you guys for listening. This, of course, has been Smutty Scriptures, reading the end of the tandem read between Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn. Next episode, we are going to dive into Kingdom of Ash. We are going to go through part one. So we're going to split that in half. Really exciting. Definitely make sure to follow Smuddy Scriptures on social media. We got an Instagram. We were posting memes on TikTok. We got links on both of those platforms to the Dual Minds Co. Etsy shop. where they are making all these really cool, amazing designs. Purple and Cuddle. I've been making so many cool things. A lot of stuff related to the books that we've been reading. Book club kits, uh, different merch and whatnot. A lot of Akatara themed stuff too, which is super exciting and I love it. But make sure to check out both of those. That way... You can get your fill on smutty scriptures every every fucking day, man. Ain't no problem. And always too, if you guys listening, I really, really appreciate some high reviews. Put five stars. Five out of five. No improvements. No constructive criticism. We're sensitive. Just put five. That's Maybe all you that put we want. six. Yeah. Put you six should stars. Break the scale for us, please. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. We yeah, do yeah. have a lot of you guys listeners, and uh, it does help bring in new people. That way, we can keep making really cool content for you guys, and it really does help out the podcast. So, with that being said, though, church is adjourned. Amen. A woman. Amen. For all the sky puppies. <laughs> Goofy. <laughs>